0: Good morning, guys. My friends, welcome to this episode of Happiness After Codependency. I'm Marshall Burcher, and I'm your guide back to knowing, loving, and living who you are, and developing your own self-trust and your self-sense, which you can use to guide you throughout your life. And that's really what I'm about: It's helping codependents come to trust and know themselves, so that they can go out and create lives that bring them joy, bring mean, them happiness. I mean, that's what you guys deserve. We all deserve that. And that definition of happiness is whatever it is for you. There isn't an ideal to attain there. There's just discovering what it is for you, following it. So today we're going to be talking about, well, we actually have a Blunt Cake episode. It's episode number two of the Blunt Cake series. We're going to talk about how other people's behaviors are not something we get to internalize. It's actually a self-boundary there. So we're going to jump into that. Um, Before we get to that, I want to invite you to join the community. The community is your safe haven where you can find tools, guidance, and support. You can find connection and understanding where you're seen and understood and believed in your journey and your experience through narcissistic abuse, through unavailable relationships, and ultimately in your journey and coming out of codependency and back into your own self-trust, self-sense, and your own well-being and happiness. The link is above on Facebook below on YouTube. If you're on YouTube, hitting that subscribe button. And if you're listening via podcast, you can go to the to my website, freetheself.com, and click the community link above in the menu, and you can join us there. And guys, I am on podcast. I'm on the Spotify podcast, Apple podcast, and Google podcast. So come and follow me there as well. And thank you guys for being here. Also, you can find me on Instagram too. I post a lot of stuff there, so I've got stuff everywhere. Yay! So I'm going to get that shared out here real quick. Let me know how you guys are doing uh, in our little uh, our fall season here. and What's happening for you in your world? And I'm going to get this shared out to the group right now. There we go, and posty post. <coughs> okay. A little forewarning: blunt kick episodes can—they're blunt. They—they they can be very uncomfortable. They can be very challenging. They are going to be confronting. So I want you to take a moment right now and check in with your capacity. Do you have capacity to receive some bluntness? Or does your body go, mm, "Not today. Maybe later." Does it feel open to the idea? Does it feel warm towards it? Or does it feel closed, constricted? Those kinds of sensations are signals from your body about what your capacity is and what it's interested in receiving today. That is part of self-boundary and self-care. Also self-trust, because if I'm trusting myself, I'm trusting that these signals have a message and a wisdom for me. And We're going to be talking a whole lot about self-trust coming here in December, so we get ready for the launch of the Self Trust for Codependence course. Like it starts in January, so I'm really excited about that because that's like my big passion right now. I'm really, really excited to teach that to you guys. Hi Pam, nice to see see you there. So once now that you've done your check-in, let's jump in. So <clears throat> I used to have the description up here, but it's not there. So I'll run with this. <laughs> Other people's behaviors are not for us to internalize. So here's what this means. Codependency, we have this habit I call external orientation. Other people call it other-oriented. But external orientation is I seek myself through the eyes of others. Their behavior, their actions, their words define me in some way. They establish my level of safety, my level of worth, my identity, Who I should be, who I shouldn't be, what I should be doing, what I should like, what I shouldn't, things of that nature. So in codependency, we're seeking ourselves through the eyes of other people and trying to define ourselves according to their standards. We're doing this because we're trying to secure three primary necessities or three primary needs that codependency tries to help us meet. That's first the need for safety. Am I safe with this person? Am I safe in this attachment and this connection with this individual? Second, second need is identity. Who am I? Who should I be? What's my purpose here? What's my value here? And the third is connection. Where do I belong? Do I belong? Do I have access to resources for soothing, for regulation, for play, for being witnessed, for being understood and seen? These are all valid, deeply primal, essential needs we have And codependency is a means or a method in which to get these met when an individual or a child is dealing with an unstable, unreliable, or scary parent figure or attached resource, meaning some some type of caregiver. They've attached you that's unstable and unreliable for them. We're typically going to move into a codependent approach to get these necessities met in a healthy dynamic, those necessities are being nurtured by the way the parent receives the child, reflects back to the child who the child is, and then parents and, and guides that child in understanding themselves, lives, about their life, the world, and boundaries, and things of that nature. Because we're externally oriented, what this does is we take someone's behavior and we internalize it. Internalization means I make it personal. I make it about me. It means something about me. It carries a significance about me in some way. That's what internalization is. I take something outside of myself and bring it in. Now, we do this with positive things, we do this with negative things, we do this with neutral things. We bring it in and we apply meaning and significance to it. And when we do that, it gives it power gives it power to define things about us. And a lot of times, especially in codependency, the definition is towards our identity and our value and our safety, which then will result in how well connection is managed and things like that. So it's directly trying to meet those needs or affect those three necessities of identity, connection, and safety uh, by internalizing it. So if you grew up in an environment where it wasn't safe to have feelings, to have needs and wants, to be seen and playful and to be yourself, then you're going to resort towards internalizing their behavior in order to understand if you're safe enough to be a certain way. Because their behavior defines something about you. At least that's the way your brain is interpreting it when we're externally oriented. Now here's the blunt part. Their behavior literally is about them. It isn't our business to take their behavior and internalize it anymore. It makes sense why we did it in the past, but now as we move into our adulthood, into our sovereignty, this is a habit we have to put a boundary around and go, whoa, their behavior is about their yard, their world, their needs, their programming. We need to move into respecting that. Because there's one thing we all do with this that moves us out of this boundary. of like, okay, I can acknowledge that that's about them. Then we say one word. One word that gets us every time. Now that's the word but. Well, yeah, I know it's about them, but now we have crossed out of our yard into theirs. We are justifying the internalization of their behavior towards us. Rather than moving into what's called observe and differentiate that behavior, we'll talk about more of that in a second. So, back to that internalization. We're making a choice here, conscious or not, when we say but. We do this a lot with people's behavior. Someone says, No, I can't do that for you. And you're like, I'm really sad and that really upsets me. I know it's their boundary and I respect that, but. It's very important because this is where we're abdicating our adult responsibility for our need and our adult responsibility respecting their boundary. Someone's behavior is doing something over there in person A's yard, and I'm like, that means something about me. That that, that means I'm not lovable. I have crossed into their yard and defined their behavior for them and made it about me rather than understanding them for who they are, and then understanding how what they're doing aligns with what I want and need in my world. That's what the differentiation part is. Differentiation means to to distinguish between two or more objects. So person A is doing a thing. I see person A doing the thing. Then if I'm internalizing it, what that would be is, oh, their behavior means this about me. But if I'm differentiating it, I'm like, wow, that's their behavior. I wonder what's going on over there. I wonder what's happening there. If they're doing something towards me or to me, internalization would be like, oh, they're doing this because I'm this or that. I'm a bad person. I'm not worthy. I'm not lovable. That's why they said no. Oh, I'm a lovable, worthy person in their eyes. That's why they said yes. See, this internalization can work with negative Stories and positive stories, negative significance, positive significance. We're still making it about us mm-hmm. rather than understanding their behavior as separate from ourselves. Observing and differentiating there would be like, oh, this person's doing something to me. They seem very upset. Wonder what's going on over there. Is this affecting my safety? What do I need to do in response to this? What matters to me right now? Notice that I'm caring for myself. And I am respecting and responding to their environment too. I'm going, what something must be happening over there for them to be doing this. I'm curious about their context while also checking in with my own context and what I need and want. Because this is a both and a dynamic. It's a me then you order of going, okay, what's happening? What do I need to understand about what I need here? What do I need to understand about their context? That's what differentiating is. I'm separating or seeing the distinction between myself and them. What are my responses, thoughts, and feelings, and perception about what's going on over there? What is theirs? That way I can understand what's going on. Again, from that understanding, then make better decisions about how to respond to this and what to do in the future when things show up. It's deep power in this for us, but it is very confronting because we have to stop the butt. Oh, but this, oh, but that. This is where we sabotage ourselves. This is where we get ourselves entangled in someone else's stuff. It can feel very confronting, very separating that way. Because a lot of times in codependency, we feel a sense of connection with the other individual when we're enmeshed in their business, when we've internalized a behavior or a statement or a word, which is very different from from having a response or reaction to a behavior statement or words. I have someone shouting at me and calling me names, and I'm like, wow, that really hurts. Then I can be like, okay, I know that this is a boundary for me because it hurt. So now I can start saying, hey, that is not a way I tolerate being spoken to. Do not do it again. I understand you're hurt and you're angry, and I have a lot of space and empathy for that. But that behavior... Is not acceptable in my yard. Please don't bring it here. Speak to me with respect because I am approaching you with that. Then if they don't do that, I execute the boundary by not engaging with them. It's like, "Eh, if you continue to speak with me this way, I'm going to disengage from the conversation. That's how we do it. That's the healthy response. Because I'm responding to my own hurt. I'm like, okay, this hurts me. I I am going to care for myself here by communicating a clarity of boundary and and then giving them an opportunity to create a repair in this rupture so that we can understand each other. And then I can then understand their context, and we can go forward from there. Because it's not necessary, and it's never required, and it's not a healthy thing to harm someone else verbally. Right? Someone attacking us verbally, or we attacking someone else verbally, is not an appropriate thing in any context. We can build this up with respect. For us as codependents, the exit is by catching the butt, And there's a simple change that can really move us back to our yard, and that's the word and. So rather than going, I understand that that's their boundary, but this, but I need this met, it's more like, I understand that's their boundary, and I'm really sad that I'm not going to get what I want with them right now. The and changes the direction because it brings it into an, an inclusive view that respects where they're at and respects us, rather than imposes ourselves in their yard. I could stay in my yard, yeah, and I need this, and I'm feeling this, and I'm thinking that, and I'm aware of where they're coming from, too. This sets us free from deep, deep enmeshment and allows us to know ourselves so that we can properly love ourselves and then execute that love through living who we are. It allows us to know them, to love them, and to respond to them in ways that are healthy and appropriate for us and for them. This is what it means to not internalize someone else's behavior because we're not applying significance and meaning to it anymore. We're not making it about ourselves. Instead, we're understanding what our response is, applying care to that response, and then working to understand their context and where they're coming from. That way we can be more and more anchored into our adulthood, more aligned with our own self-sense and our self-trust. This brings us back to knowing, loving, and living who we are, which is how we exit codependency. We don't even need codependency at this point anymore, because again, codependency is a method for getting our needs met this approach, we have a new method. That is self-respect. It's like, ah, I can trust myself here and I can ask with direct, clear, and simple requests to get my needs met <clears throat> from people who've earned that trust. We don't need codependence anymore. We don't need it to meet our safety need, our need for a connection, or our need for identity. Instead, we meet these three necessities through self-trust, through self-sense, and through connection with others, building relationship from our own autonomous self, meaning I'm a realized person. I'm real. I'm real to myself, real to others. And I am building, if I'm not, if I don't have a self-sense, I'm building that self-sense in, 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 in order to know what I want, what I need, what I'm aware of, how I want those needs and wants met, Uh, what I'm responding to, what my capacities are, things of that nature. See, we don't need codependency anymore to meet these needs. We have other options that bring us these, that fulfill these needs in ways that actually promote our well-being and that don't cost us our sanity and our safety. Instead, it adds to them. Our relationships feel safe and calm and warm rather than adrenalized, and terrifying, and chaotic. I right? enjoy our lives, in whatever way that shows up for you. That's the magic of it. So my friends, today, start to differentiate yourself from other people's behavior. Let their behavior be their behavior. And instead, begin to care for the feelings, and the needs, and the wants the identities, everything that shows up here. You can care for it through acknowledging it, legitimizing it, and allowing it to integrate by applying uh, kindness, compassion to it, by allowing it to be real in you and seeing it as worthy, trusting that, hey, this has real value. I can work with this. So there we go. That is today's episode. It's Blunt Cake, episode number 22. Thank you guys for showing up A little heads up i do have my yearly holiday enrollment sale starting this november 15th Just keep an eye out for that here on facebook and via my email i'll be posting one in the instagram as well uh, that link will be released on the 15th and you have got 14 days to enroll in my courses they're highly limited in their spots availability and the pricing is pretty outrageous so you're gonna have some fun there outrageous and it's like it's really affordable So, And then enrollment closes until January 10th when we start our first uh, challenge, our Freedom from Codependency Challenge. We'll start January 10th to 14th, 2022, and the self-trust course starts the following Monday. So thank you guys for being here. I appreciate you. appreciate your support. Let me know your thoughts on this in the comments below. Have a safe day, and I'll see you guys in our next episode.